0: Welcome to Politics Today with Evan Power. Today we're going to talk about a couple of things. The first is a tale of two governors between Ron DeSantis and Andrew Cuomo and how they've taken very different paths on the coronavirus pandemic and how they've gotten very different results. Next, we're going to talk about Nancy Pelosi's $3 trillion wish list and the coronavirus relief package she passed late last week in the House. Lastly, we're going to talk about where the pandemic goes from here. We're getting results around the world of antibody tests that show very interesting results. And now some judges are ruling against governors and forcing them to open their economies. There really is a tale of two states between New York and Florida, both during this COVID crisis and as states and where they are financially and what they want the government to do in response to their budget management. At the beginning of the COVID crisis, if you turned on the TV, you would see two things. One, you would see Governor Andrew Cuomo being fawned over by the media, them covering his briefings at length and talking about what a great job of leadership he was doing. At the same time, the media was bashing Governor DeSantis. They were making fun of the fact that our beaches were still open, that we hadn't put our state in a hard lockdown or shelter in place, and that he... and Insinuated that he was going to kill people But the results That have come from these two states Are radically different In New York you have a very high death toll And in Florida You have a state that has survived the crisis pretty well And especially in areas with vulnerable populations Like nursing homes Florida had one-seventh of the nursing home deaths That they had in New York And I think this goes to the leadership of the two governors and a tale of two different strategies. In New York, Governor Cuomo ordered nursing homes to take patients in that were recovering COVID patients that ended up spreading the virus into those nursing homes and raised their death toll. On the other hand, Governor DeSantis in Florida cut off visits from visitors going to nursing homes very early to prevent that asymptomatic spread that was possible by bringing people in from the outside. He did that very early and successfully. He also prevented COVID positive patients or recovering COVID patients from going back into nursing homes, which also reduced that risk of spread. He then sent in strike teams and surveillance testing to make sure that the nursing home instances of the virus wouldn't get out of control. And as I said, the result is there's a one-seventh of the death rate in Florida as there was in New York. You won't see the media apologize to Governor DeSantis over that, of course not. Also, across the state as a whole, while New York has continued to have the shelter in place and a high death rate and a high uh, testing rate were the positive test, New York does not have the virus under control. In Florida, where the media said that, that everyone was going to be infected because you had beaches and you had did not have a shelter in place, we've fared the virus much better. Because if people are given the responsibility, they social distance and they did things on their own without government forcing them to do it. If you look at the data from Florida, people started socially isolating on their own without the need for a shelter in place order because people took the personal responsibility to do what they thought was best, whether they had underlying health problems so they wanted to be apart or wanted to take the precaution just in case. And now as we open the state, we're not seeing a surge in, in um, cases. So as, as we move forward, Florida isn't a great place to be economically viable moving on. That's the other difference between Florida and New York. Now Governor Cuomo wants to use this crisis as a reason to get the federal government to bail him out for the poor decisions that New York has made systematically. In Florida, we have no income tax. We have a budget, a balanced budget, and we have reserves for times like this. New York, on the other hand, has an 8% income tax, yet finds itself $6.1 billion in debt before the virus started. Their budget, their state budget, is twice what Florida's is, and Florida has more people living in their state than New York does. So... Governor Cuomo now wants the federal government to come bail him out. And he also wants to to have the the federal government re- repeal the salt tax so that during tax reform we fix the problem where some states like New York who heavily tax their their residents they got a benefit from that on their taxes. Under tax reform we got more money to to individual Americans by by eliminating that deduction. Because people, people in states should be responsible for the, the economic problems they create in their own state. Now Governor Cuomo wants to repeal that also, so the federal government needs to give him all the money he needs to make his budget whole and to reward the bad decisions that they have made some systematically on their own tax policies. Instead, in Florida, because of the positive things the governor did in preparing for the crisis and the positive economic situation that we have from a state that has the Republican legislature that's balanced the budget and spent wisely, we're ready to succeed economically. But now Governor Cuomo wants us to pay for the bad decisions of New York, and that's just unacceptable. We should not be bailing out New York and California and other liberal states that lock their people down, have made systematic bad decisions, and then trying to force Florida and other Republican states to pay for their mistakes. Speaking of mistakes and bailouts, that brings us to Nancy Pelosi's $3 trillion coronavirus relief wish list. She put every liberal dream she could come up with into it. Included in the bill was $34.4 billion to bail out New York. It also included the repeal of the salt tax exemption that we talked about earlier. In her bill, she also included $25 billion for the post office, all the while including in that list, preventing the enforcement of voter ID laws in states, providing more money to force mail-in elections so that ballot ballot harvesting could happen in in liberal states that would, would force the mailing of ballots to everyone, but... What's really scary about her coronavirus package is that she used this time when Americans are hurting, not to, not to put Americans first, but to put illegal aliens first and to put Americans last. In her bill, it mandated that checks moving forward, stimulus checks moving forward, would, would, be, would be given to illegal aliens The Republicans in the House tried to repeal this provision and it was voted down. So from now on, stimulus payments are going to go to illegal aliens as well as American citizens. She also put in her bill amnesty for people who were illegal aliens who are working in businesses and amnesty for the businesses that knowingly hire illegal aliens. So while Your neighbors may be looking for a job because they lost it during this economic contraction from the virus. She's prioritizing the illegal aliens getting the job rather than helping Americans who are out of work who need to support their families. And lastly, because of the shutdowns of our healthcare industry, uh, because we only allowed. necessary treatment for coronavirus and not elective surgeries or any of the surgeries that needed to happen, a lot of healthcare workers got, le- got laid off in the mix. In her bill, she expedites visas for healthcare workers that are coming from overseas so they can come in here and compete with Americans who have lost their job because they made a sacrifice so that we could, we could flatten the curve and allow hospitals to be ready in case they were overrun with coronavirus patients. So those people who made that sacrifice are being punished so that she can expedite visas for people to come here overseas to steal their jobs. Nancy Pelosi's bill is dangerous, and it, puts, and it puts illegal aliens in front of Americans. And that's why the Senate needs to shut it down and make sure that none of her dreams become a reality. Lastly, the question is, where are we going in regards to this coronavirus crisis? While some red states like Georgia and Florida are opening, governors like Cuomo, Whitmer and Newsom have refused to have the idea of freedom moving forward. They fought letting people go back out and reengaging in society. They hate the fact that the virus isn't as bad as they thought it was going to be. And so that they can give that freedom back to their citizens. So they're still enforcing lockdowns. And in in the case of Governor Newsom in California, he's talking about months more of lockdown. And in L.A. County, they're talking about three more months of lockdown. All of this makes no sense based on the science. We were told we needed to flatten the curve. But now that we've flattened the curve and, and hospitals are not overwhelmed, now it's we have to wait for a cure or we have to wait for a virus. That was not the deal the American people agreed to. And the facts are going so hard against them that in the Nancy Pelosi Christmas gift package that we talked about just a second ago, they inserted a million dollars to study coronavirus misinformation. I bet it's actually to cover real information that's debunking the misinformation that they've kept putting in front of the American people. If you look at some of the antibody tests that are being done in some areas, you'll see that the virus was much more prevalent earlier than we ever thought, which means a lot more people probably have been exposed to it, and that brings that death rate much lower and You see the courts are taking the appropriate action and they're starting to overrule these stay at home or shelter in place orders by some of the democratic governors because it's not it's not following the law, and there's no reason for it to do for for these to be in place for such an extended period of time. What is important as we move forward is we must protect our freedoms and we need to make sure changes are put in place so that when these situations arise, because there will be another pandemic or another national security threat, that we need to make sure that governors in New York, Michigan and California can't force things upon the population that aren't based on facts or science or anything that would, would that anything real and tangible that impacts people because freedoms are more important than a temporary crisis. Freedom is the most important element that we have, and that is the most important thing we should be protecting moving forward. And we should make sure some of these situations that existed don't, don't ever happen again, because people shouldn't have to choose whether to go to church or not go to church in violation of some governor's order. Our constitutional rights have to be protected at all costs. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you can see see more as they come more frequently. And go to evanpowergop.com and sign up for email updates to get the latest on what we're talking about more in depth. We can all be thankful that we are emerging from this crisis and that the outlook is so much better now than it was before. And we must continue to fight for our freedoms And as the, this virus continues to pit the Democrats and their their embrace of of socialism and lockdown versus the red states that are wanting to reopen and protect our freedoms moving forward. Thank you for listening.